Poem Life, Episode 1, The When and the Why of Poetry. My name is Sean Perkins. I live in a small town in northeastern Oklahoma called Locust Grove. In 2012, I opened a place here called the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry. This museum came to me in a dream. It was a cross between a Route 66 kind of roadside attraction and the Glore Psychiatric Museum in St. Joe, Missouri. It had weird things to look at and weird poems and weird ways of writing your own poems. It had poetry machines in it, though I didn't have any idea what a poetry machine was. I started the museum because nobody stopped me. You don't have to have any experience or particular knowledge to start a museum. You can just call it that if you want to, and I wanted to. I wanted to have a place where everyone, even people who have no interest in poetry at all or think they don't like it, could have an experience of it that might mean something to them. I've written poetry all my life, and at one time, I'm 57 now, I was interested in the typical poet things, studying poetry in school and college, teaching it, getting published, having poetry readings, all that stuff. But somewhere along the way, even though I never quit writing poetry, I also developed a need to find non-traditional outlets for it and ways of bringing it to people and getting them involved somehow. The museum was an offshoot of that. In 2015, I also planned and started doing a one-woman show called Poem Life that had this as its mission. I was doing poems in a minute on my typewriter way back in the day before it got all hipster. And I still do that from time to time. I do these button-making workshops and encourage people to create poetry, to put on their buttons. I have a rummage store that supports the museum, and it's full of poetry. And it offers free stuff to people who will recite poems. I, I do still enjoy poetry readings, even though most of the audience is other poets. There's a certain function and a need for poets to have spaces to share their poems with one another. But still, I have this irritating desire and need to force more non-poet people uh, to listen to poetry in the hopes that they will understand its ability to move them, motivate them, make them laugh or cry, or just engage in the present moment. I suppose it's been because Poetry has always been with me that I have this desire. I can't remember time when I wasn't entranced with words. The rhythm of them, the feel of them coming out of my mouth or the look of them on the page, the challenge of arranging words in a pleasing way or an unexpected way. Now that I'm in my older years, I increasingly see the refuge to be found in words. I don't feel the need to be around people so much anymore as I'm pretty happy with my own company and the company of my favorite records, books, words on the radio and TV and in my head. There's quite a simple solace to words, especially poetic ones, that can make one's life worth living. But at the same time as I say all this, I'm also aware that my experience with poetry almost always has to do with engaging with other people around it. 
I have a compulsion to write and read poetry and a compulsion to get other people to do the same. The tagline for this podcast, which I use in my one-woman show, is I didn't choose the poem life. The poem life chose me. I don't remember a time when I chose to read and write poetry. It was always with me. I'm not sure a lot of people would care about deciphering why it was always with me, but I think there's enough mystery, chaos, and beauty involved in it to interest most people. So this podcast will be a forensic study of a life in poetry, starting with my earliest memories. I have foolishly kept a great deal of the poems I've written over the years, starting when I was a teenager, and I will, with some embarrassment, share many of them along the way. Studying bad poetry, which which is what we all write when we're teenagers, is also a study in human development. Biology largely determines the subject of our poetry. So I wonder, when are we capable of writing good poetry? In addition to why we write poetry, the when is a question I hope to answer by exploring my poems through the years. And why does any of this matter? Well, poetry matters. It is the news that stays news. It is worthwhile to explore where it comes from, what makes it powerful to the reader and the listener. For me, poetry has always been something more than academic. My whole life I've been taking it outside the classroom and away from the school and the academies and trying to make it more a part of everyday life. It is a tough battle and one I won't be giving up. I'm particularly suited to this battle and this podcast will explore why. If you are a poet, I ask you to consider that. Are you ready to battle in the name of poetry? And if you are, what is your battle for? If there's any type of activity that has called you your whole life, do you know why? And does the strength of that call inspire you to steward the work in some way that's outside the self? I want to end this introduction to the whole podcast by sharing the most recent poem I wrote. It's a first draft. It's contemplating life at age 57 and what the rest of my time might have to offer me. I was sitting at my desk one morning and I suddenly had the need to write down a bunch of things I'd been wondering. Putting those things into a poem was automatic. These thoughts are one, they're ones I imagine a lot of people have when they get older but most of them don't put them into a poem. Why did I? The title of the poem is Alone for the Next 30 Years. I suppose I expect to live into my 80s since I wrote that title as it is. There's some precedent for it on either side of my family, but not a lot. It's like a 50-50 thing at this point, if I will get there. But contemplating the next 30 years, I see I will be spending them alone in my house with cats and maybe an occasional dog. I kicked the last man out because he wasn't paying his way. He was, however, the love of my life. So there's that. I have a big brain and I'm not worried. I will find things to think about and do in the coming decades. I wonder about How exciting they will be, though, and will they be enough to keep warranting my rising from bed every morning? And what will happen if they aren't? 
Will I borrow my sister's garage like I have told her I might someday and end it all there so there's no mess and it will be over? I will clean out my house before that so no one has to clean up after me. I am not depressed as I am writing this. I'm just curious about the years to come. I can fill them with reading and travel, my family, work, the art and poetry that sustains me, and the dull until the time when it no longer does. I want to go quietly at the end of some normal day. I want to go quietly and take all the love I have been given into the darkness with me, leaving nothing behind. So, dear listener, I hope you take this journey with me into this place to explore the poem life and that you come back out the other side with me, leaving nothing behind.